Last week in Missouri, we saw another example of a political leader who's completely tech illiterate. In this episode, we'll talk about what happened in Missouri and why it's so important that our political leadership is tech competent. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. Last week, the St. Louis Dispatch discovered an issue with the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education's website. Can you talk to us a little bit about what they discovered? A reporter for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch was looking at a website that allowed you to look at certifications and credentials about various state educators, basically a place that you could search for an individual educator and see what certifications or credentials they have. The reporter discovered that embedded within the HTML code for the website was the educator's social security number. So when you say embedded in the HTML code, what do you mean? Was it hard to find? My understanding from reading a few different articles about the issue is that it was literally right there in the HTML code. So anyone could go view source code, which all you have to do in most web browsers is right click the page, go view source code, or go to one of the menus and select view source code and you have access to the HTML. Now we talked about HTML in quite a bit of detail in a prior episode that I'll link to in the show notes, but HTML describes the structure and content of a web page. And it is not the same as a programming language. It's actually a markup language. And it is not really something that is expected to be in any way hidden. So when people like the governor, who in some of his statements called it decoding or hacking, that's really quite different from how I would describe it. I would just describe it as viewing. Every web page you go to has HTML code that describes it. And that HTML code has to be downloaded by your web browser in order for your web browser to be able to display the website. Anybody who uses a web browser can go and view that HTML code. So that that HTML code is for all intents and purposes public information. It's not something that's back there on the server. It's actually something that was transferred from the server to the client. It's existing on your own computer when you browse the web page. So all the information that's in the HTML was actually transmitted from the server to your computer. So you're not hacking, as the governor described it, into anything to get access to that HTML code. You actually are getting it downloaded to your computer by default just by browsing the website. So all this reporter was doing was using their web browser to get access to these social security numbers. They weren't writing a program. They weren't going and using some kind of networking technology to break into the servers of the department that hosted the website. It's not like they had to enter in a password or guess a password or anything like that. There was no lock that they had to open. Exactly. There was nothing behind any kind of closed door. There was nothing that was encrypted. It wasn't like they were breaking through some kind of encryption scheme. And if you don't know what encryption is, we covered that in a prior episode that I'll link to in the show notes as well. But really, there was nothing that was cybersecurity related going on here at all. All they were doing was looking at the code to an HTML page that had been downloaded to their computer, which is what anybody can do by going to that website. So you or I or anybody else could have gone to that website, then in our web browser, right-click the page and gone view source code and seen 
what this reporter was seeing. And what the reporter actually did with that is try to let the government know, like, hey, anybody could find this. Right. They were being super responsible, which is what you're supposed to do when you discover vulnerabilities like this. What you're supposed to do is disclose them to the entity that created the problem, give them some time to fix it, and then go public reporting it. And that's exactly what the reporter did. So the reporter was actually doing the government a service. They were going and exposing this flaw, letting them know about it, giving them time to fix it, and then letting the public know about it in the newspaper. Because obviously it's an important story, which they should be reporting on. And so this reporter, instead of being criticized by the governor, should actually have been praised. And I'm going to link to the original article from the newspaper where they exposed this flaw after they had reported it to the government in the show notes. Well, the governor of Missouri, like you mentioned, Governor Mike Parson, didn't seem to really understand this and actually got pretty mad at the newspaper. Right. He's either ignorant or he actually knows and he's purposely just using this as a political tool to attack the newspaper. He called, as we said earlier, this reporter a hacker said that what the reporter had done may cost the state up to $50 million to fix. Actually, the state just shut down that webpage right away. And from my background in web programming, it'll probably be pretty trivial to go and just stop having this information displayed in the HTML code of the webpage. There's no way it's going to cost $50 million. And the governor really went after this reporter, said they're, they're going to go use the state police to go and try to investigate them, investigate everyone that helped them. That's totally absurd for a number of reasons. Number one, the reporter is not a hacker. What they did is not hacking. Right-clicking a website in your web browser and going view HTML is not hacking. Number two, the governor obviously doesn't understand what we just explained about how HTML works and how it's actually exposed to everybody who has access to those websites. Anyone who browses to those websites has access to all the HTML code. So the governor doesn't even understand that really basic fact. Number three, the governor has his outlook completely backwards about what the right thing to do when something like this comes about is. You should actually be praising the person, thanking them, and actually encouraging other people to responsibly disclose flaws so that those flaws get fixed. If you don't responsibly disclose those flaws and people don't continue to do research finding those flaws, then the only person who knows about those flaws will be the actual bad people who actually want to use those flaws to do bad things, which is obviously not the case of the reporter, because if they wanted to do bad things like steal people's social security numbers, they wouldn't have told the government about the flaw before reporting on it. So for those three reasons, the governor had everything about this case totally backwards. And I want to be clear that this is not really a political issue. I'm not even going to mention the political party of the governor. In fact, the governor has been criticized by people both in his own party as well as people across the aisle. This is part of a more general problem, which is that our political leadership in this country, and I'm sure in many other countries around the world, is just totally tech illiterate. And what I think is really sad about this case is that this governor said so many absolutely false and misleading statements about what happened, and nobody in their cabinet or set of advisors went and stopped them from doing this. So does this mean they don't even have anyone who's tech literate that's close to them that went through what they were about to say in their speech or in their comments and said, hey, by the, you shouldn't really be saying this. This is so wrong what you're saying. What they did wasn't hacking. 
Earlier this year, we did an episode about the Supreme Court's decision in the Google versus Oracle case, which is a very, very important case for the software industry. We talked about in that episode, which I'll link to in the show notes, how tech illiterate the justices of the Supreme Court seemed. So it's really at all levels of government that we have tech illiterate leadership. And I think this is a growing problem as more and more of our society comes to rely on software, but not only that, public policy comes to be affected by the nuances of how that software works. Well, we're always going to be playing catch up with where technology is leading us and where the soft, where software is taking us. And that can make it especially difficult as governments at all levels are playing catch up with tools that they don't really understand. Right. So Obviously, I think it would be great if there were more software developers in government. In fact, one of the people who criticized the governor from his own party, who's a state legislator there in the state of Missouri, is actually a former software developer. And he was saying the same things we're saying in this episode, that basically the governor just had no basic understanding of what HTML is. That would be great. But we don't need to have every official be a former software developer. What we need is software developers, other people in technology being in advisory roles to people in government at a minimum. It's hard to create legislation to lead to do anything if you're not even understanding what are the right questions to be asking. Another place where this comes up is actually at the federal level. Recently, there's been a lot of talk in our federal Congress about regulating big tech, regulating Apple, regulating Google, regulating Amazon, regulating Facebook. I think it's problematic when the people who are gonna be imposing these regulations, i.e. our Congress, has shown again and again that it doesn't understand how any of the software technology behind these companies actually works. There's a real danger of them imposing regulations that have unintended consequences because they don't understand the implications of those regulations on the underlying technology. So what do we do? Where do we go from here? I think the governor in Missouri should immediately apologize to the reporter. I think the governor should admit that they were wrong. And I think the governor should go listen to our past episodes on what is HTML, which Mm -hmm. I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, How does the web work, which I'll also link to in the show notes. I think if the governor had listened to our podcast for the past 71 episodes, they would not be saying such completely ridiculous statements in public, accusing people of hacking who are right-clicking on a web page and going view source code. But I think what that really speaks to is the larger issue of tech education. Right. And there's some people who say, you know, everyone should learn to code, even though I'm a programming computer science instructor. I don't know that I actually agree with that. I don't know that it's necessary that everyone take a whole year of programming courses during their K through 12 education. I do think that we as a society need to better educate ourselves about a lot of these issues because they really do affect our day to day lives. They really do affect our governments. They really do affect how we even go about choosing what we do on a day-to-day basis. I mean, if you listen to our last episode about Facebook, you might start to, and you didn't know some of the things we talked about, about how Facebook works from the business side of software, actually. You might actually listen to it and be like, you know what, maybe I don't want to use Facebook so much when they're mining all my data the way that they are and they're making $48 on me every quarter. You know, I, I think we all need to be better educated about a lot of different things, of course. Of course, there's been a lot of misinformation about all kinds of different hot button topics over the last couple of years. But I don't think that this is really a political issue. 
This is a cultural, societal, and educational issue. That's why I think you and I talked about before we started this episode, we're not going to mention the political party of the governor, Mm -hmm. right? Because this problem is on both sides of the aisle. It's amongst Republicans and Democrats, and I'm sure it's amongst independents too. I think that needs to come about in three different ways. Obviously, it needs to come about through our K-12 education system. I think it also needs to come about through the media. The media has a job to disseminate technological literacy in the same way that it tries to disseminate sometimes new nutritional studies or um, economic literacy sometimes, as you'll read an article about that in the newspaper. And I think that we as individuals, though, all of us are living in this software-controlled society, so we have a responsibility to understand the software in it. How else can we be educated citizens of the world today? It would be like living in the 19th century when 90% of the population worked in agriculture and not understanding the first thing about farming. You really wouldn't understand how your world works if that was the case, right? Well, now to live in the 21st century and not understand the first thing about software means that you really don't understand how a lot of the world works. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us this week. Rebecca, how can people get in touch with us on Twitter? We're at Kopec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Sometimes we do current events topics like this. Sometimes we do broad, just software understanding topics. Sometimes we go into a little bit of business topics. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.